What's going on, Coach? I just wanted to go ahead and let you know, man, we're excited to bring another great podcast. This one is done by Coach Aubrey Shelton out in Washington State, the head men's basketball coach for the University of Puget Sound. Um, I would have to do a whole nother podcast to talk about his background and all the phenomenal things he has done as a coach. But just know that he has a great mind of the game, um, his ability to learn and be flexible and inspire people around him is like no other coach that I've met. So in this podcast, we are giving you the offense that he runs at Puget Sound. He calls it the post high offense, or we can call it the positionless offense. And this is a great offense because it allows your players to play free, be free, and it is hard to scout because there's so many actions within the offense and so many things that the players just react to that allows your players to be free and play free and play at a high level. A lot of NBA teams are playing this, the Celtics and Brooklyn Nets are just some of the few that run this type of offense that allows your players to play at a high level. Now, he breaks it down, he talks to you about what the offense is about, what he's looking for, how to install this offense. This is a great podcast to listen to. And if you go to our website right now, coachesmind.com, we actually have this course with the PDF files, the information, so you can actually see what he's talking about. It's at coachesmind.com, and we give you this course for free. So go there now, check it out, download the content and information so that you can use it and have it and put it in your back pocket. So another thing is if you like this podcast, like it, subscribe, and let other coaches know. Spread the word about Coaches Mind Podcast that we're here to help you be your best you and grow your knowledge about the game. We are truly excited to be hosting these podcasts and to helping you be your best you. So like I said, click subscribe and, and join, join the team and join the team. So again, go to coachesmind.com, pick up this free course, Sit back, relax, and take notes. All right, so today we're going to be learning about the Puget Sound post-high offense. Um, one, I don't, I don't really know what other people call it. I think some people might call it blast or something. Um, this is not my invention, uh, but I, I've, I'm using it. And uh, we actually switched to it halfway through the season because it better per, for, uh, fit our personnel. Um, but I call it post high because to me that makes sense because the, the, the post starts up high. Um, so why did we switch? Why did we go to it? Uh, one, it fits our personnel. Um, we've got mobile and versatile uh, bigs who are undersized. Uh, we've got a lot of shooters and we've got guards that are interchangeable. Um, and so it, it works for us. Um, and what I really love about this offense, um, players be, get to be players. Uh, you're not just running sets. Um, we have actions that we'll run that we'll talk about. Um, but it, it, it's all about creating those advantages that get to dominoes um, that allow players to play. Um, so this is a, you know, it's, it's like a lot of freedom for players, but they're definitely a structure. Um, but we want our players to play and that makes it really hard to scout. Um, you can go over all the actions and the, you know, all the things we might do. Um, but 
every option we have has counters um, and there's multiple options to everything we do. So uh, there's no, <laughs> it's, it's, I can tell you, and I don't mind if other coaches in my conference are even watching this and seeing this, this is our offense. They'll know it. Um, but it's very difficult to guard because it's not a preset play. Um, in fact, Two of the teams I'm still a lot of these ideas from are in our conference, and they actually won a conference. They were co-champions this year. Uh, Linfield's been doing it for a couple years now. Um, they're very successful at it, uh, and Whitworth was using it as well. Um, so we're taking some of their ideas. Um, others, you know, universities, Utah Valley does a great job with it, and Everett as well. And I know that's just a short list of teams I've studied, but um, there's a lot of teams out there running this offense. All right, so what are we trying to accomplish? Again, it's, it's all about creating advantages and exploiting those advantages of dominoes. Um, and obviously the first, <laughs> the first answer to the question, what are we trying to accomplish? We're trying to score. Uh, we want to score again the best shots possible, and that's going to be layups, threes, free throws, um, and then mid-range in that order. Um, and then, uh, you know, to, to get those advantages, we try to have a really good fast break. Um, but today we're going to be talking about the half court. Um, in the half court, how do you get advantages? You attack and you draw somebody. You know, that's always going to lead to advantages. Um, you got to have great spacing. You got to have great cuts. Uh, we set a ton of on-ball screens. Um, we do pinaways and pin downs and away screens, and often those end up being double staggers, and we really like that action. Um, our post guys, you know, after they set screens, they can roll, slip, cut to the post up. And then any of our guards can end up posting up as well. So we're not getting rid of posting up at all. Um, it's just we don't start with the guy in the post. Um, and then we do a lot of dribble handoffs. Uh, spacing, basic principles for us. Uh, anytime there's space you can cut to, uh, you want to cut to space. And then when you've cut to the hoop and you don't get the ball, you're going to exit to space. Um, and we got to keep that spacing. Uh, what's very, very valuable for us is getting two feet in the key. We really work on jump stops. We do drills where it's we just give guys a point every time they get two feet in the key. Um, and then you can pivot out of that because that's going to lead to a lot of inside outlooks. And then even some backdoor cuts for layups. Um, and another thing we really emphasize is once you get that advantage, the ball doesn't stop. Um, keep that advantage. The worst thing you do is if you draw somebody and draw and kick, if you hold the ball, you got you got to shoot, dribble, pass right away, and zero-second decision-making, put the pressure on the defense. All right, so basic principles. Um, once we get to the half court, uh, all of our guards are interchangeable. And even our big, in some ways, is interchangeable. But uh, he has certain responsibilities right away. Um, and really, for me, like when I think of positionless basketball and, and what we're doing here, um, the point guard is pretty critical, and the big guy is pretty critical. Everyone else is interchangeable. Um, so it, we don't really tell guys you're a two, three, or four, like, because they're all the same. Um, and, then, and then, again, once in the half court, the point guard, once he gives the ball up, he basically becomes a, a wing, um, and, and, and everybody has the same responsibilities. Um, and I like that because, you know, one, player development, Wise, everything we're going to be doing is we're teaching our guys how to play, um, how to score off the dribble, off the catch, how to cut, how to come off screens, how to set screens. 
those are all things you got to learn as a basketball player. Um, and so in that way, we're all interchangeable and there's, there's no set spot you're going to run to every time. Um, it, it, you know, you, you, it, the more prescribed your offense is, the easier it is to scout. Um, and so we, we want to be scoutless in that way. Okay, but the, the high post, he does have some responsibilities right away for sure. Um, and he's looking to set screens. Uh, those can be on balls. We set flat on balls, side on balls. Uh, they could be pinaways, uh, pinning down, um, or even flare screens. Um, and then anytime he sets a screen, he has the ability to roll or slip, if you want to set a slip screen, um, into the key. Uh, you know, diving down for an entry there or a post up. Or we've got bigs that can uh, pick and pop as well. Um, anytime the, the the post player catches at the high post, he absolutely has a freedom the option to go work there. We got guys that can shoot it, guys that can attack from there. Um, and if he's not going to the rim, he can dribble at a guard looking for that back door or handoff action. Uh, so what exactly are the wings and guards looking to do? Um, spacing, cuts, uh, and, and those cuts are either you're cutting to the hoop. Are you cutting to the ball? Are you cutting to screen for somebody? Um, you, you always have freedom to screen away for each other. And then we got to learn how to come off screens, how to read those screens. If a guy's, you know, trailing you, sagging off, denying, um, we have to work on all that action. Uh, when you get the ball again, we're trying to get two feet in the key. Um, and then probably most importantly is being ready when the ball does arrive to you to have that zero second decision making so you're driving, passing, or shooting, um, and you're not second guessing yourself there. Again, we, we want our guys to be players. We want them to be aggressive and confident and look to attack the rim. All right, so uh, before we get into the diagrams and, and the plays and the actual film clips, um, how do we actually teach it? Uh, the best way to teach it is to, to play. Um, and we're breaking down certain actions, um, like say a pin down or a dribble handoff um, or an on ball. Like a lot of that can be taught in two on two and three on three games um, to just teach it how, how we want to do offensively, but also how we're going to go against different coverages. So if a team switches everything or they want to trap the on ball or they want to down it and force you one way or they want to hard hedge, um, if we're playing against a team that does that that week, we're going to do a lot of two-on-two two and three-on-three three going against that action. And then, of course, we're going to do a lot of five-on-five. Five. Um, sometimes, especially early on, if, if we're really working on one action, say we want to work on what happens when we pass the ball to coach. What are we going to do? Or when we pass the ball to the high post, um, what are we going to do when that happens? And so we'll break down all the different options, and we'll just have a game where all we're going to do is hit the high post and run all our action out of that. Um, so that could be something the coach calls or the player calls out the action they're going to run, um, or we just play and see what happens uh, randomly there. Uh, one of the best ways to teach offense is at advantage games, um, whether it's starting with one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, four-on-four, five-on-five. Um, but we want to give the offensive player an advantage, meaning like we could start his, his defender can be on his hip or it could be behind him or standing out of bounds and we go live. Um, and so you got one defender chasing, so it forces the, the defense into a rotation. And then it teaches our offensive guys, be ready to catch and make a decision right away. You have that initial advantage, don't let that advantage up. Um, so again, getting back to that zero second decision making. 
Uh, one thing we, we do almost every day is read and react layups. Um, and that could be an individual time or beginning of practice. Uh, it is scripted and we'll say like, um, all right, we're gonna pass to the top and defender is gonna close out to the wing. Um, and and the, but, but it's always gonna be an option. So the guys on offense, they will have like one look. So they know the ball's coming to the top and the defense is closing out to the wing, but they have to read, is he above the read line as we call it? Is it to go back door? Is he playing below so we get a dribble handoff? Um, so there's gonna be actions there. So you could you know, set up those two-on-one situations for whatever you wanna work on, whether it's your backdoor cuts, your curls, um, your pops, your, your pin downs, whatever it might be. Um, and then we do a lot of skill development. Uh, and that's, you know, that's uh, team practice, but also individual practices we, we work on. And then we get guys in the gym with partners and by themselves, um, constantly shooting, shooting the ball, getting as many makes as they can, um, fighting for their feet, you know, two feet, getting down, catching, shooting right away. Um, no dipping on their shots, uh, finishing with contact, um, off the catch and off the dribble moves, and then of course, how to use screens. All right, so we're gonna break down um, four entries into our offense, uh, and we'll break them down, um, looking at diagramming some of the looks, and then looking at some clips. Um, so we'll go through the on-ball from the post, uh, dribble ats, which we call zooms, um, pass from the point guard to the post, and then pass from the point guard to the wing. All right, so first option. When our big man sets a side on ball, um, again, his options, he can pick and, and post, or pick and pop, he can slip to the rim. Um, he's got a ton of options here. But what we wanna see, what's really, what we really work on is the off ball action. So we're generally have two guys on one side and one another. We always have to have corners filled um, for our spacing. Um, and I usually want to see when we have pick and roll action, I want to see some movement on the weak side here. It could be a pin down. It could be an interchange. It could even be a flare, something to keep these guys occupied. Um, when these guys get their pick and roll action, as he rolls, as the five rolls, our four guy has to lift. Um, and that's something that you see NBA has been doing it for years. Um, so when this four man, if, especially if a team's a hard hedge team or a trap team, um, the help on the fives can come, for the, come from the four man, you know, nine times out of 10. So as he rolls, this guy's bumping up. So at the four help, you know, if he, if he doesn't help on the post, post is open. If he does help the post then we got a four man for a three. Um, so we always work on that lift there from, from the ball side. On our flat on balls, a uh, couple things we do here. Um, a lot of times if we call flat, uh, we're gonna put a guy, usually one of our better shooters down here on the block. Um, and so then as the big guy, you know, sets his flat screen, whatever side the guard goes to, this guy that would be down here would, would bump up opposite. Um, and then we also throw some wrinkles in where the guy who sets this uh, flat screen, he can set a down screen or we can have a back screen from the guy down here on the block as well. Um, but again, we wanna get somebody to fill in behind here if this big is gonna roll. Um, and, and usually if that's, that's a shooter, you're gonna take away a defender. And again, if his man helps on the roll and drive, then you'll have a shooter wide open. So we really like that action. 
All right. Um, actually, let's, let's see some clips first on this uh, middle on ball action. All right, so this is going to be a funky uh, series here because um, the team we're playing against is going to hard hedge us. Actually, we're going to trap it. Cal does a pretty good job. He has to stay available. He can't leave when there's a trap. Um, but they get a deflection. So it's a little bit of a scramble here. Solid drive there. And then what you see is, again, everybody's interchangeable. So now we've got another guard catching the ball, and he's going to get a, a side-on ball in the middle there. Um, so it doesn't really matter, point guard or not. Like, the on-balls can come for anybody. So what I like here is, is a, once again, it's a hard hedge. Hit Cali's available. We got a guy open streaking for a layup because he saw, you know, two heads turned. Um, and Cal still gets off the shot. All right, so there's, you know, we want to give our players freedom to make plays. What Stellan does an outstanding job here is he sets his man up to make him think he's coming off the screen, right? Gets a little nice in and out dribble. And that's something we work on. Um, and then he gives things able to just get just a half step to get that advantage. We've got decent spacing. Um, and he's able to get in there and make a play. And again, what helps that spacing, we talked about the overload side with the little interchange. Just Max doing that, number 25 here, doing that little extra cut takes away this guy from doing a hard show and stopping the ball. So that little movement frees up Stellan to get just enough to score. Again, this is players being players. <laughs> Let them play. Barely any contact on the screen, but it's enough just to give him a chance. And again, John's moving. He's got some action. He's showing and popping out. So, so it's making this defender think because he's we got a shooter in the corner. And then the eight goes down and he gets the rim. And here you see the action we talked about earlier. He sets the flag screen and then he sets a down screen for the shooter. Now we get a dribble handoff, we get another dribble handoff, we get a jump stop. That leads to a nice skip. And I love that CJ, instead of, he could have shot that. He's a shooter, that's, that's a good shot. But he didn't hesitate. He took it, took another hard dribble, and got a great look for another shooter at the top of the key. So that's a good example of the ball not stopping. So this is another funky example where it's kind of a breakdown, doesn't go exactly our way. Um, Linfield, the team are playing here, they play a matchup zone, so they're switching everything and they have zone principles. 
we'd get one switch, we get two switch, and our players, anytime the man guarding them is not looking, if they don't have eyes on you, that's an automatic backdoor cut to space. Stone reads that, um, so he does a great job here. And then, even better, he, he gets collapsed on. He's got two guys on him, but he's got two feet in the key, so we know something good's going to happen. Uh, Grant's going to do a great job of cutting. And then Jordan does a great job of relocating the space. So this is a good example of this whole clip. I'll play it one more time without stopping, of just guys finding space, cutting the space, exiting the space. Wasn't pretty, but we got a good shot out of it. Second on ball. There's that lift we talked about. I love this on ball because we already got one little half on ball that got rejected. So now we have the handoff on ball. And as Cal rolls, man, the corner is going to bump up. His four has to tag him. He has to show, or else Cal has a layup. And if if Johnny stays in the corner, we can't make that pass. Um, so he bumps up just a little bit, give him space, knock out. Just like we saw Stellan do earlier. Just a little, little hesitation. He's worried about the screen. He knows it's coming. Just get the defender to think about the screen. You don't have to set it. He slips it, and he rolls, and Kobe's got the advantage. And again, one reason why he's able to get to the rim is because these two guys are moving. If they're standing, that's an easy play for Tim to make here on the ball. But because they're moving, he's worried about, am I switching, am I staying? Um, you got to keep the uh, defense occupied. This is great. I love this one. We have the flat on ball, and again, we've got a shooter underneath. So we have a down screen for him. And he actually is going to be open for a half second. But Kobe does a great job coming to a jump stop, and he's going to pivot. And that leads Cal to cut the daylight. Okay, that extra half second, if you'd have got rid of the ball, kicked it out too soon, the layup would have never developed. But he had some patience on that pivot, and good things happened. Um, so that, again, was uh, when the big sets the on ball. All right, the next action we're going to look at is dribbling at the wing um, in corner. Uh, often we get what's called a zoom or dribble handoff action, um, but also we get a lot of backdoor action. Um, anytime you're dribbled at, if you're being denied, it's an automatic backdoor, no questions asked. Or, again, if your man's not looking, if you're just ball watching, automatic backdoor. Um, so what does the post do if the wings start the Point guard's dribble at the wing, he's gonna uh, screen away. That's one option. Um, 
or another option uh, we call this Kansas Jayhawk because this is the the old Jayhawk play. Um, Mario Chalmers with the you know the game-winning three in the national championship, or maybe it was the one to go overtime, whatever. But uh, we the dribble handoff with three, and then the five follows with the on ball. Um, that's always really good action because there's a lot of options there. It's tough to defend. Um, so again, the five can screen away or you can set the on ball when there's a dribble handoff at the wing. Um, let's see some clips on that. Hey, uh, some of the screens, when you're making it big, it's choppy. The last time it was real choppy. Oh, shoot. We can do it over if you want. <laughs> I, th uh, I forget how we – I'm trying to remember how we did it last time. So last time, you, yeah, you went on those arrows and you just pulled it down. Like this? Yeah, so you had it – it was bigger than this. So it wasn't full screen. I know that. But you had your, your computer screen bigger, right? So I guess let's try clicking out on the green arrows uh, on the like left. This? Okay, try try that. Yeah, I think this is what we did last time. This is this looking better? Well, just let's play it, and then we because I right. can edit this part out. Yeah. So I, what I like here is we get like a little X cut from the post um, before we get the dribble handoff. So we get one dribble handoff. Got a little interchange screen action on the weak side. Got a good cut. CJ wasn't in the ball, so he's going to cut. Then we get another dribble handoff. And that draws two. And then Jordan does a good job drawing both and making the read. Gonna take advantage of our numbers there. Get into our offense. So I get the dribble handoff. Oh no, it's the back door. Beautiful. Yeah, so again, anytime you're being denied and you get dribbled at, it's something we work on every day. So Stellan does a good job, sets his man up. Um, what's interesting here is our post guy isn't high, he's kind of low, and there's not a ton of space. We even have a guy cutting into him, but it's a great pass, great cut. Um, that just that window is all you need. All right, so we do get a little bit of on ball. We get a, you know get some offense away from the ball screen down. That's almost a dribble handoff. It's more of a just a one to two and X cut, which we like as well. Um, and that confusion, especially against a team that doesn't switch, enables him to get that half step. Handoff. You saw Cal do. He saw. He sees the dribble. The ball going away from him. So again, he has options to follow with the screen or screen away. He screens away this time. And again, they're switching everything. Um. So this guy's responsible for Stellan, but he's worried about the ball handler. 
And dribble handoff, CJ gets a little bit of an advantage, and that draws two, which frees up a shooter. They're really forcing us to a side here, you know, forcing them left. That's fine. Now we're going to take advantage of that. Um, and what I like with this clip is the spacing. You see CJ's looking to set some sort of screen off the ball just to keep the defense occupied. And again, once you get an advantage and you draw two, something good's going to happen. And so CJ knows he's open for three, but it's even better here to cut. Going to get a layup. So good play here by Kobe and CJ. So again, we got to dribble out the wing. Cal's going to screen away. Um, and uh, Stellan makes a great read here. He sees his guys trailing. Um, and anytime someone's trailing, you know, universal basketball rule, you cut to the rim. So he curls it. Gets layup out of it. Good action. How's that looking, Coach? That was good. That wasn't choppy. Should I do the other one over again then? Yeah, let's try doing that one. Yeah, let's try doing the flat ball screen again. Okay. All right. All right, so our flat on-ball action. So this is a really funky play because we're going to get trapped and lose the ball. Um, but the principles are the same. So Cal's going to stay available here because we're getting trapped. We get it back. Solid attack. Get it back out. And what you see is, again, positionless basketball. It, it, it doesn't matter that Stellan's not the point guard at this point. He gets the ball up top. We're going to set a screen for him. And any of our guys can get that. So he's going to get a hard show there. So he finds Cal. And what I like there is because they're doubling, AJ cuts to the rim. He has nobody on him. He's got a wide open layup. Um, doesn't matter. Cal's going to score anyway. <laughs> Good here. Um, Stellan's really good. First team ball conference. Uh, the, the move he makes right there, he makes the in and out. They know the screen's coming in. This man, I'm sure, is calling screen. Um, but that in and out is going to give him just enough separation time to get by. The other thing that's going to be really good here is that we've got the guys on the ball side. There's two, Anytime we have two on one side, they have to move either by screen or by cut. Um, and Max does just enough movement here which takes away the help side and gives Stellan a chance to score. So he did the, just that little half cut there. His man now doesn't see the ball. He's worried about Max, and that gives Stellan an, an alley there.
I, I can't tell you, like, this happened a lot for us, not just with, you know, Stalin, but a lot of our guards. Again, this is a good defensive team we're playing against. Um, basketball does not have to be complicated. There's a lot of really good teams in the country that just run basic action like this all day long. If you get the players, you just run a pick and roll in the middle. Um, you got shooters that they have to respect. You're going to get easy buckets. And what's really nice here is John does a good job. Instead of staying there, he pops out, which, again, makes his defender think about it because he's a shooter and gives down just a little bit more room to score. All right, I like this. This is a ball doesn't stop um, clip here. So we get that initial on ball. We get a dribble handoff. We get another dribble handoff. We get an attack to a jump stop. We get a skip. Could have shot it, but we have zero second reaction, attack, and get a good shot. Um, that's as good as our offense is going to get in terms of ball movement there. This clip, it's funky. It's not pretty. <laughs> the last clip was a little bit more fun to watch. Um, but, you know, Linfield plays this matchup zone where they're switching everything. They got zone principles. Um, and so our cutting to space is very important. Uh, and so what you see here is multiple guys are going to cut to space and then exit to space. So we first get Stellan cutting through. Grant's fun in building. Stone does a great job. This man doesn't see him. He's going to cut to the rim. That's going to draw two people. He keeps his dribble, keeps the ball. Actually gets stripped. And then we see Jordan cut to space as well. It's a good example of cutting there. So we don't use that initial ball screen, um, but then there's going to be another one. Dribble handoff ball screen, which I really, really love. And then uh, this is what we talked about. The corner man, anytime there's a pick and roll, it's going to lift because his man is the help. Um, so you see number four, he has to show on Cal or else Cal has a layup. And then we're up. So this is why we want the middle ball screen so often. Like It's just so many options. It's very difficult to guard. Um, we get any of that advantage there. Now you're in this basically a three-on-two situation. Um, so that leads to a wide open three. Okay, this I love too. We don't even end up setting the screen. Just to show the screen enough and then roll, it's going to get him to change his stance, allow uh, Kobe to get by. The other thing I love here is again, our, when we have a double, you know, overloaded side here, we have to move. We can't stand. And because Johnny's moving, 10 is not going to help on the ball. He's thinking about his man. And that leads us to a layup.
Okay, this is really good. Um, this is the action we talked about when we set the on ball and then we screen for the guy at the bottom. So this is, you know, we'd call this out. This would be a set call. Um, and so we got our shooter cutting underneath. We're going to screen down for him. So he might be open there, if, especially if we are able to get a piece of his defender. But the best part about this, something we emphasize every day, is coming to that jump stop and pivoting. You know, you don't need to be in a rush there. Something's going to develop, and Cal's going to cut the space. Good pass by Kobe. All right. That work okay? Yeah, that was good. So whatever you did there, let's just keep it in that that frame when you when we show film. Absolutely. All right. Appreciate it. Okay. So now we'll get to the third option here is what happens when we pass to the post. Um, well, one option you pass the post again is the post has the opportunity to be a, a basketball player. He can shoot, dribble, pass, attack. Right here is great. Uh, usually though. We're going to want our uh, guard to, that passed him to set a screen somewhere. He can definitely give and go, if he's, especially if he's being denied, um, like a basket cut there. But um, we like the screen action because there's lots of options there. And you see four has the option, hey, is, is my guy cheating, oh, not looking, looking denied, I can go back door. Um, or is he going to curl it or pop off it? Um, and then we want some action off the weak side as well. Um, so there's one look there when we hit the five. Another look when we hit the five, uh, we don't we didn't do this as much this year, but I really do like it is to to cut above him and set a screen away for two, or if the two had gone down, then it'd be the three coming off, um, and then the five can get a little dribble handoff after the screen action. Um, there's lots of options there as well. Uh, this is one of my favorite options when we hit the five. We call this it for Isaiah Thomas when they used to run this play for him. Um, when he was playing with the Celtics. Uh, one hits the five, he's gonna go and screen down for the four, and then the five dribble handoffs. Um, this is, the, these are all options we ran before we switched to this offense. Um, so that was, it was an easy transition to get in this offense because we were already doing this kind of stuff anyway. Um, but this is a terrific option. Uh, so many different things you can do here with the back doors and the cuts and the rejects. Um, but we, yeah, we call that IT. Um, another action, we call this Fox, because George Fox, this is their bread and butter. Um, if you have an overload, so the one passes the five, and there's already two other guys on that side, this is where you get the double stagger screen away. Um, and the guy coming off the screen, he has so many options. He can cut back door if they're cheating, and he can cut through the middle. He can come off both of them. And then the second guy, or the first guy setting the screen, after the four-man makes a decision, the two-man gets to come off the single screen or go back door. Um, so there's lots of options there. And then we could even do something, you know, he could fake like he's going to the, to the strong side where all the action is or come back to the three side where he's a little bit naked there and go back door, get a dribble handoff. Um, so I really like that option. Uh, we call that Fox. Um, again, in honor of George Fox. <laughs> Here are some actions when we hit the post.
one thing I wanted to point out here is that Stellan is not a post player. Like, he's not a traditional post player, but we haven't played in the post. So we got basically five guards out there. Again, it's positionless, and we'd have times where number four could be the post um, or 25. Like, um, usually want someone a little bit bigger because they're setting a lot of screens, but um, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, anybody could be in that spot. So this time, hit the, hit the high post. We got some movement. We do cut across that time, like we were talking about. Don't quite get to the pin away. We do get to a jump stop. We get to a handoff. And, that, and then another handoff, and goes right back. So this is, it ends up being this little two-man game, just two-on-two two between these guys. Um, and we do this every day, you know, in practice. We do two-on-two two and three-on-three three small-sided games, um, teaching guys just to be players. Um, and we got the spacing. Uh, this kind of stuff can happen. Pick and pop, and a kick out. Now, a couple fundamental things here I love. It's it's smart of Grant to pop here because his man's sagging the key, you know, daring him to shoot. Um, so, yeah, he makes the right read in popping. Riley's going to go to pin away, and Stellan's going to reject it with the back door. And then Grant does a great job here with the ball fake. Gets the defense to jump, gets two feet in the key. Now he's got two guys on him with a third looking, an actual fourth guy looking at him, and he's got a kick out for our 6'8 shooter. This is a perfect example of zero-second decision-making. Grant does a great job of finding space here. There's not much going on. It's, it's really crowded. So he's going to pop the space. His man had the help on the ball. And so instead of holding the ball and looking, thinking, he knows when I catch, I'm going to rip and go. Zero-second decision-making. Great take. like here um hit the high post immediately we got guys moving okay cutting screening they're moving and it's not robotic it's not prescribed they're just being basketball players cal's gonna follow his pass with a screen and then another screen that's what we want him doing stellan he's gonna follow his pass with a cut and then he's gonna post up Again, we got multiple guys that can post up. And guys can, you know, catch and shoot. And guys can go off the dribble, like, do what you do best. All right. 
Okay, so the last option we'll break down um, is when we pass to the wing. Uh, and there's lots of options on the wing pass. Um, again, we want our post set a screen where it's an on ball, um, pin away, in this case, a flare. So he passed that size, he's setting a flare for the one. Um, even if it's on the single side, we want another flare. And there's a lot of options there. If one can come off this, this, this back screen, and the five can pin down for him to come back again to get the ball. Um, after the five sets this back screen, he can go and set the on ball, or he can slip. Um, again, just putting guys in, in uh, positions to be players. Another great example of cutting to space. So we hit Stellan on the wing, so it is kind of that, you know, point to wing entry. Cal again has free roam to set back screens. He's looking to set an on ball. Max is just kind of shallow cutting away, and he recognizes none of these guys see him. They're all got eyes on the ball. Um, so he's got a two-on-one in the back end. He makes a smart play here. Dives the hoop. Um, wide open net. I love this play because it's aggressive. Um, there's no thinking. It's just... I'm going to catch zero second decisions again. I'm looking to attack. And it's, it's created because we get this, we call it like a, a one to three X, where we X cut in front of a guy. Um, it's basically a moving screen. But actually, he doesn't even run into him at this point. But it gives him just the, the angle, the space to attack. And then his man's worried about the cutter, so he doesn't see him. But it's just a strong, aggressive take here by 34. Um, we ran this out of side out on balls or side out of, out of bounds all the time. Dribble at the corner. He can go back door, catch it. If he's catching it off this handoff, the post is going to fall with an on ball. So it's that Jayhawk action. They're going to down it. Um, so he's really pressing the stones to the sideline. Um, and this guy is actually coming higher than you would think if a guy's down in the screen. So that gives Stellan a lane to the rim. We got that pin away. Get an on-ball guard to guard, which I love. And then a simple, another X cut there. This play looks great, and I promise you we didn't draw it up. This is just within our offense. Um, guys being players, making the right read. I love that guard-to-guard -guard screen action. And then Jordan does a good job. He's looking to attack the rim. And in doing so, he draws a defender. And so that gives Grant an advantage because now his man's out of position. Actually, I had to spin around. 
And so he's got a clear path to the rim. Great play. Uh, all right, so I've got some questions for you here. So I'm going to ask, so how did you introduce this offense, right? There's so many things because it's such a, um, you know, uh, I wouldn't say freelance. It is structured, but it allows the guys to play. How did you introduce this offense um, to your team? One, I, I wish I had done it sooner. Um, it was something I'd wanted to put in early in the season, but we were we were running like a, a four-out, one-in, dribble-drive, read-and-react type offense that I've been teaching for years. Um, but we'd had a few games where we'd struggled with that, and it, it just wasn't fitting our personnel. Um, and so we did switch. It was like halfway through the conference season. We're like, all right, we need to switch up our offense. Um, it wasn't that hard of a switch, though, because, again, we'd already played a couple teams that ran this offense in, in Linfield and, and Whitworth. So in our defensive scout and prep, we'd already, you know, worked on their offense. Mm -hmm. um, and then a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the actions were things we already do anyways. We already had a middle on-ball screen. Mm -hmm. We already had the dribble handoffs followed by the screens from behind. Mm -hmm. um, the only real switch was, hey, instead of our post being on the block, we're going to have them start at the top of the key. Um, and so everything else was very similar. You know, a lot of the principles of, you know, you're being dribbled at and being denied, you're going back door. Like, that's stuff we've been working on since day one. So it ended up being a, a much easier transition to this new offense because we'd already had a lot of it already put in. So then for the novice coaches, right, is, you know, unless you have a lot of experience, and that's the thing that we're trying to acquire uh, on coaches' mind, is the personnel piece. Uh, yeah. As a coach, how did you know? Because dribble drive is, you know, you know, you drive an attack and kick, still a four-out one in. How did you know as a coach, like, this, this is just not the, the offense for the personnel that we have? What, what – happen how did you know well we just we just weren't able to create enough action off the dribble um and and some of that was personnel we had a couple guys that were really good off the dribble that couldn't play mm -hmm. um and so yeah it, the dribble drive is great but you got to be able to create off the dribble right yeah uh, and so we were struggling to do that um and we were also struggling to get the ball in our big man's hands uh you know, when he was low, because a lot of the dribble drive is like, you got to be able to, you know, break down and get by somebody mm -hmm. and then you can dump it down to your big man. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so because we weren't getting a lot of dribble penetration, uh, we weren't getting the ball inside enough either. Uh, so this kind of solved both those problems. Like it's, it's still going to be very helpful if you can dribble with this, but it's going to free up a lot more attacks through the on balls. Mm -hmm. uh, and then coming off screens is more screen action than, than a dribble drive. Uh, and then, then our post is going to be a lot more involved. Um, mm. We have the chance to catch at the high post, but also on, on the rolls, he'll be able to post up as well. Um, and, and we have good post players, so we had to get them the ball more. I see that. And, and it actually opens up the middle so much more um, with all the movement that you guys have uh, in this yeah. offense. And, and really what another benefit, it, it opens up the, the, the cuts to the rim, like from the yeah. corner. Yes. Because when you have the post down low, and we work on it, you know, dribble drive, we'd always work on post exits. Like, mm -hmm. if you're down low and the guy cuts, you got to get out the way. But here, if the post is not down low, <laughs> you could always cut back door, and there's not going to be anybody else there, there to help. And if there is, then someone's open for three. So, yeah, um, it, it, it did absolutely. Once we started doing this, we saw there's a lot more um, spacing and, and, and uh, you know, a space available for cuts. 
So to, to, I'm, I'm going to say, as you introduced it, you introduced it um, as people kind of already know about it. Um, I think people look at this and like, oh, it's like a five out, but it, it's way more, to me, sophisticated. It has so many more options uh, mm -hmm. than just a basic five out. Um, what would you say is the first thing um, that needs to, like a, a new coach, um, high school, college, what is the first thing they probably need to do um, to get this offense going? Uh, I think you've got to teach the transition. Um, so going back to our last video, <laughs> okay. uh, teaching how to, you know, how are you going to sprint and stay wide in transition? And then those actions with, you know, we call them the get like that flat on ball mm -hmm. or the mm -hmm. zoom with the handoff or the wide with the screen aways, um, like working on those in transition first, mm -hmm. but a lot of this stuff is, a, is the same thing from our transition talk. And, and it's, um, it just in the half court, you just got to be more aware of your spacing and, 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 you know, how you're coming off screens off the ball and, and back doors and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think the transition really helps people understand where to go on the court and where they need to be. Um, okay. especially, and again, the, the only thing that really matters with this offense in transition is the, is the point guard and the guy that ends up being the five, everyone else is interchangeable. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the half court, again, once the point guard gives the ball up, he's basically like everybody else. Um, yeah. and anybody can come off an on ball and anybody can set a screen and, um, anybody can end up being the shooter that catches, you know, like, uh, so yeah, I, I would definitely start with transition mm -hmm. and I would teach it five on five. Um, okay. and then I'd break it down two on two, three on three. If you, you know, you really want to work on say the on ball action and how, how we're to handle different coverage or mm -hmm. work on those dribble handoffs and, um, the pin down screens. Um, and, and you don't have to be very complicated. You, you could just work on, you know, one thing per day or a week. Like, hey, this week, all we're going to do is work on the on balls. Mm -hmm. um, next week, we'll work on, you know, what happens when I dribble handoff or when I pass the post or whatever it might be. Um, and so you can see all the different options that develop. Uh, but yeah, definitely start with transition and then, you know, break it down in two on two, three on three games. Um, okay but it always has to have defense. Like it's, I always, <laughs> one thing I've learned as a coach, like it's, it's so hard teaching plays five on O or <laughs> offense. Uh, I mean, yes. you want it, you want to show it and here's what it's going to look like, but like it's, it doesn't require thinking. You don't see the defense or what like you have, to, even if you're doing like just putting something in, just having like a dummy defense five on five, like, just to get an idea of where the defense is and, and how the spacing needs to be. That's a good tidbit right there, just because that's something I've learned too. You know, you can do all the two on O, three on O, as much as you want. I mean, I say unless it's a shooting drill. Right. Uh, but me as a coach, I actually started adding defense to shooting drills. Absolutely. Um, because yeah, that's, that's something I just started doing the last couple of years too, is a lot of our shooting drills, like, we got to ha add hands. Like one of our basic drills, a Florida drill, I think everybody, a lot of teams do it. You know, it's like the three on O break where you get, you know, one layup and two threes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we started having, you know, that get challenged. Every, the layup's going to get challenged and the threes are going to get challenged. So I, I don't want to waste time in practice where we're getting shots up on nobody because that's when the guys get in the gym on their own, they're going to get plenty of shots up with nobody guarding them. Mm -hmm. um, so in practice, we want to get as many contested shots as possible especially the layups because 
um, you know, that, that's where it's tough in games. You, you don't yeah. get too many wide open layups. They're, they're, most of them are going to be contested. Yeah, and yeah, I learned that. I had a guys that I had a bunch of guys that wanted to shoot but couldn't make it. Um, and I mean, but we were good practice shooters. Right. You know what I mean? So then I started putting two to two together. It's like practice is great, but it don't matter if it ain't it ain't help you win games. So that's a nice little thing to look at as well. So have you ever considered running this? <coughs> excuse me, uh, with two post players? Um. Yes. Well, we'll well, we'll have like. Like you saw the one clip, we had the two big guys in at once. Um, mm-hmm. But it was, it's still the same offense. We just got one of our big guys on the perimeter, you know. Yeah, I guess yeah, they're yeah. all on the perimeter, but one of our big guys not being the main guy setting the screens. Um, okay. So, so yeah, I, I haven't thought about, like, you know, if – now we do have horns actions where we have, you know, the double mm-hmm. high on ball. Um, but I usually do that with a big and a guard. Um, not two bigs, um, but yeah, we'll we'll play two or three bigs at once. Um, and, but just we'll just designate one of them will be the guy in the middle setting the screens to start. So practicing this offense, um, how long do you? I guess you could say if you script the practice, how much time do you spend on each individual thing? So if you go two on two, three on three. Do you spend a lot of time in that in that section of your practice, or do you do that really quick? Just kind of talk about some action and then get straight to five on five. How, how does that look? Yeah, we we do it like well later in the season once we know everything we're doing, and then also we know how the teams are going to defend it. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to do just two minutes, and we'll have like you know four four or six guys that are playing two on two. Um, and we're going to switch every on ball. Like the team we're playing against this week, they switch everything. All right, so we're working on how we're going to attack the switch. And we'll just do that for two minutes. Um, and then we might do like three on three, uh, let's get the, the, pin, the double pin down. You're going to pass the coach and then double stake her down to the corner. Um, and we'll do that for like two or three minutes um, with multiple groups at different hoops. Um, and then, yeah, then we'll get right into five on five. Um, so we – and you don't need to spend a ton of time on it. Like guys will pick it up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think earlier in the year, like you just focus on one thing, you know, that we're just going to work on again, like on balls today or um, double mm-hmm. staggers or something. Um, mm-hmm. And you can spend a lot more time on that. But, but again, I, w- I would mix it up. You, you can't do two on two, three on three all practice um, unless you're really low in numbers. But um the more variety you can show like, all right, we just worked on this and now we're going to play five on five and we'll run the same action. Um, and, you know, see, I would, I would check and see, are, are the guys off the ball making the right reads on when to cut, when to screen, when that action's happening. And if they're not, then you can stop it and show them like, hey, here's something you can do. Um, but if they are great, because, you know, the more, the more I learn, I, I, I want to keep it more simple for our guys, even at the college level, you know, going from high school to college, like, okay, these guys are, like, a year or two older, you know, <laughs> in college. Like, they're going to pick up things really – no. <laughs> it's still simplicity. Yeah. Simple is better. Um, the less thinking you can have them do, the better. Um, so, as a coach, sometimes we get in our own way when we're telling our guys, like, hey, here, if he does this, you're going to do that. And if he does this, you're going to do that. Just stop talking. Now they're thinking instead of playing. Um, mm-hmm. but try and point out when they make good plays 
And then when they make something that wasn't the best play, like that wasn't the right read, all right, then we can point that out. But I, I don't want them coming into the situation with their brain overloaded. Because um, a lot of the stuff that we want them to do is just be natural players anyways and, and things they would do if they were playing three-on-three. Um, we're just trying to get that in a team setting. Okay. Man, I had a question. It just slipped my mind. But, no uh... – I mean, it's pretty. This is pretty. It's pretty solid. Like, there's there's a lot of potential um, in this offense. A lot of things you can do. I like it. Yeah, and and again, I, I coming back to it, like it's so simple. Like, <laughs> like there's it's there's a lot of really complicated offenses out there, and there's a lot of coaches that run you know fifteen to twenty like really elaborate sets. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I was just watching a coach yesterday. Um, coaching clinic, uh, a guy who's Carleton College up in Canada who's won like 10 national championships up there. Mm-hmm. And literally 70% of their offense is just the middle on ball. Like that's what they run. And they're, they're one of the best offensive teams in the country like every year. Really? Uh, and so it, it's not. And then one of the teams that's been really good in our conference, Whitman, um, they just do, you know, a bunch of on balls as well and get their guys in the one-on-one operational zones with a little bit of advantage. Um, so space it, you know, give your guy, if they can't break guys off the dribble, set some on balls, set some screens to free them up, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, and simple is better. Now, would you go back if you were back at Lincoln, would you run this? Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, I wish I had learned about it. I wish I knew about it. I I think this, I, I think this offense is new, you know, I first started finding out about when I was in college, you know, just a couple of years ago when I came to UPS. Mm-hmm. Teams we're playing against, we're running it, but um, it's relatively new. They, teams have not been doing this for a long time, um, at least not that I know of. Uh, and But, yeah, I, th- I think this would absolutely work at the high school level. Um, and I, but I think if, if your post guy who is setting all these screens on the perimeter, mm-hmm. a, if, if he can shoot – um, that makes it really potent. Yeah. Um, you can't trap. Yeah. You, you can't, can't. hedge because he can slip. I mean, if yeah. you have a post player that can knock it down, this offense is lethal. Yeah. You need guys that can shoot. What I like about it the most, because um, I try to run dribble drive, but if you can't shoot, right, you just get it packed in and it takes away the dribble penetration and it takes away some of the movement that you need in dribble drive. But with this, with on ball, you're forced to cover it. You got to cover it some way, somehow. Yeah. So you always are going to have two players out of the out of the the, the middle, uh, enforcing the play defense. And with the Absolutely. action on the backside, um, you're forcing you're taking help out of the pitcher. Mm-hmm. And if you get some guys that can make a play, yeah, this is hard to cover. Yeah. And even if you can't shoot in this offense, like if you can cut and set screens you know, you can be a value. <laughs> and yeah. if, you can, if you can catch the ball, you know, out of the action and, and attack and get in the key. Um, so it, it's, yeah, if you can attack, cut, screen, you can find a spot in this offense. But you're, you're right. If, if you have four or five shooters out there, it is absolutely deadly. And that's, that's really why Linfield and, and uh, Whitworth are so good because they would have four or five shooters out there and they're running this offense. Um, and it's like pick your poison. Yeah, you you <laughs> Yeah, that that's main you you try to get through that game the best you can. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, that's all. This is pretty solid, man. You do a really good job uh, of it. And, and I learned a lot. You do it. It's really, it's really simple to learn and you teach it very well. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate that. Glad to help.